It's August 22nd. That's the date that I'm recording this. And I believe the St. Louis Cardinals are going to win the World Series this year. What? You want a bigger teaser than that? This is Locked On MLB. You are Locked On MLB. Your daily MLB podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello, baseball fans, and welcome to Locked On MLB, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. This is the daily podcast. We talk about all of Major League Baseball. I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. If you're watching me on the YouTube, you can see my lower third. Please call me Sully. Thanks so much for making us your first listeners. We're available on all your free podcasting catchers. For those of you who don't know me, I am a, well, I'm an Emmy-nominated television producer. I've been a comedian, an actor, a writer, a film director. I've been podcasting about baseball for over the last decade, and I've brought my talents here to the Lockdown Podcast Network since the beginning of the 2019 season. So welcome aboard. Some of you may have been fans of my previous podcast, which was called Sully Baseball Daily. And but I'm now here and I'm enjoying myself here. And thanks to those of you who have become new fans of the show and for those who came over from the old show. I'm going to pull back the curtain a little bit. I'm recording this. It is 9.35 in the p.m. in the luxurious Lockdown MLB studios in Pasadena, California, overlooking the historic Rose Bowl. And I hadn't written a show yet to drop on Tuesday morning. And I was kicking around some ideas. I was maybe trying to get a guest here or cover something there. And I happened to check some of the scores. And I saw, you know, I can't shut up about the Yankees' troubles, but I give my you know tip of the hat. They've won their last two games, including winning a game against Max Scherzer. And that's no easy task. And right now the Dodgers are playing the Brewers. And, you know, I was thinking about, you know, the, right now the, you know, currently the Dodgers are – Losing to the Brewers, but now I'm, I'm not even going to talk about that game because I took a shower. My hair is still wet. And while I was in the shower, I was thinking about something I've said several times over the last few weeks. I said I would be stunned if a team other than the New York Mets and the Los Angeles Dodgers represented the National League in the World Series. And on the surface, there's nothing controversial about that statement. Right now, the Dodgers have the best record in baseball, and the New York Mets have the second best record in the National League, and they have the likes of Max Scherzer and Jacob deGrom and Carlos Carrasco and Taiwan Walker and Chris Bassett. Oh, my God, what a deep pitching staff they have. But Los Angeles has all you know wonderful pitchers, Gonsolin and and you know May came back to pitch well the other day. And they just rattle off two game winning. And some of the other teams, the Braves have played very well, certainly. You've seen the Padres were supposed to go on a great run after the trade deadline. And they've kind of stumbled a little bit. The Brewers are supposed to be a 
you know, a powerhouse with their pitching staff, and they're currently out of a playoff spot right now. Philadelphia has done very well beating up a lot of bad teams along the way, and you know, which is something you need to do if you want to make the postseason. And good for them. You know, it looks like they're going to get Bryce Harper back, and maybe Philadelphia is going to get back into the postseason. And, of course, if you have Philadelphia and Seattle making the postseason, then the two teams with the longest postseason drafts would be Detroit and the Angels. And that's a whole other rant to go on about the Angels. So, yeah, my pick that the Mets and the Dodgers would be the ones representing the National League doesn't seem like a crazy statement. Now, last year I said I would be stunned if a team other than San Francisco or Los Angeles making the World Series would be crazy as the Giants finished with 107 wins. Remember that? Doesn't that seem like a long time ago? And Los Angeles was with 106 wins as a wild card spot where they'd play the Cardinals. But as it turned out, the Braves went on to win the pennant and win the World Series. And some people might point to the you know tough five-game division series that LA and San Francisco played, uh, you know, had a bruised and battered and injury-prone LA team up against a Braves team with an unbelievable bullpen. But, you know, narratives like that are always written in hindsight. You've seen situations where teams have had a long uh, uh, series playing against a team that had rest, and if the team that had rest had wins the series, then the narrative becomes, ah, oh, well, they were resting ready, the other team was exhausted. If the team without rest wins, it's like, ah, oh, the other team was rusty. So those kind of narratives are always written in in a, you know, in retrospect. And so I, I stood by that. But I saw the highlights of the Cardinals game today. And the Cardinals game was filled with highlights that are, you know, headline grabbing. The Cardinals won one nothing. Can't have a closer game than that. The one run came on yet another home run by Albert Pujols, as the concept of him finishing with 700 home runs is coming closer and closer. He said fewer than 10 in the final month of the season. And you know what? We still have a few games left in August. Now, some people are going to say he's hitting juice balls, and some people will say he might be juiced himself. And do you know what? I hope he is. I don't care if they're using juice balls. I don't care if he's taking anything. I honestly don't. Because I like having a fun end of the season. You know, if you have any problems with that, write it in the comments section. But I want Pujols to do it by any means necessary, quite frankly. Because it'll be fun. Remember fun? But I also saw that because they won one nothing, and their closer is currently on paternity leave, Jordan Montgomery threw a complete game shutout. He Jack Morris to this, at least in nine. One nothing. Actually, he Chris Carpentered this. Remember, Chris Carpenter came out and threw a complete game shutout in the 2011 Division Series, Game 5, going head-to-head, locking antlers with Roy Halladay, the, arguably the best pitcher of his era. And Chris Carpenter threw a complete game shutout, handcuffing the Philadelphia Phillies and their team, which should have steamrolled their way to the World Series Championship and led to a Cardinals title. Jordan Montgomery, one nothing shutout. And 
I started thinking about that. The wonderful trade that they made. Harrison Bader, who was on the injured list right now, still hasn't played one game for the Yankees. And while the Yankees pitching staff, their starting pitching staff, has not been their problem. Look at their pitching staff. Their starting pitching has actually been very, very good. I don't think there's a soul alive who would rather not see Jordan Montgomery still in the Yankee rotation right now. But I digress. That trade has worked out marvelously for St. Louis, as has the trade for Jose Quintana. Now, keep in mind, Jordan Montgomery has pitched four games. The Cardinals have won all four of them. And his ERA is beyond just under one. It's under 0.4. He has dominated the teams that he has faced. They picked up an ace for a player currently on the injured list. And they're having Pujols going on this massive tear. And they still have Adam Wainwright and Yadier Molina from the previous championship team. It was weird. Molina took a few days off to go to Puerto Rico for some professional basketball team he's an investor in or something like that. Who cares? A 40-something catcher took a couple of days off. I think everyone could relax. And you have the person who's probably going to win the MVP of the National League in Paul Goldschmidt. And arguably, Nolan Arenado is in the top two or three in your MVP discussion. And what are we looking at right now? Yet again, we are seeing the St. Louis Cardinals, who just a couple weeks ago were looking up at the Milwaukee Brewers in the standings for the uh, uh, National League Central. They have now won their last eight games. They've taken nine of their last seven, but they've won eight. They've won better than a week in a row and are putting the aft thrusters on. Now, are they going to catch the Mets? Well, they're six games back in the loss column and nine games back in the win column. So the answer to that's probably going to be no. But that's not the point that I'm thinking of. I'm looking at the St. Louis Cardinal team, and I'm thinking this team's going to win the World Series. They're not going to be the best team over 162 games. I think this is going to be the team that's going to win it all. Why do I think that? Well, that's going to be in our next segment, but right now I want to talk to you a little bit about LinkedIn jobs. As you gear up for the fall, you need the right people on your team to help your small business fire on all cylinders. LinkedIn jobs is here to make it easy to find the people you want to talk to and fast and for free. You can create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people, including your pal Sully. Then you can add your job with a purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile and spread the word that you're hiring so your network can help you find the right people to hire. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to hire and interview. Probably the other order, right? You probably interview then hire. Well, I digress. Look at this is why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering Quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn job helps you find the candidates you want to faster 
Did you know that every week nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash locked on MLB. That's LinkedIn.com slash locked on MLB to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Look at I'm dead serious. I'm not trying to just get a little clickbait here. I'm dead serious what I'm talking about the St. Louis Cardinals. Now, they are they have won 19 of their last 23 games. Since the trade deadline, they've been unstoppable. They of course made those deals, but have become a walking poster child of why you can't judge the trade deadline right after it happened. I thought the Cardinals were going to trade for Juan Soto. They had a lot of young players who are major league ready, right bubbling at the surface. And I thought that because they were super aggressive to bring in Arenado, super aggressive to bring in Goldschmidt, why not be super aggressive and bring in a third MVP candidate? But instead that deal went to San Diego and they were stuck with Montgomery and Quintana, two players who have solidified their rotation. Now, think about this for a second. The key to winning in the postseason is, first of all, you have to have pitching depth. Secondly, you have to have, well, the mentality that you don't have a lot of holes on your team. And the mentality that you don't have to be better than the team you're playing for 162 games, you just have to be better than that week. I made that example about the 2011 Cardinals. They weren't anywhere near the 2011 Phillies. But people remember the Cardinals because they were better than the Phillies that week and they were better than the Brewers and the Rangers on those upcoming weeks. Now, Ryan Helsley is their closer. And he's on paternity leave. But he is a, you know, he is his splits are, he has 72 strikeouts in 49 and two-thirds innings, his ERA is under one. And the Cardinals manager, Marmel, has made the decision to not overuse him down the stretch. Now, the Cardinals' bullpen is not their greatest strength, but some of their recent bad numbers are a little fluky, a home run here or there. You can take a look and say, all right, maybe Giovanni Gallegos Maybe Genesis Cabrera will pitch well in the postseason. Andre Palante has not pitched that great recently, but he certainly has the talent. Helsley is very good. But also, remember, they have Miles Michaelis, they have Adam Wainwright, they have Quintana, and they have Montgomery. That could mean one of those starters could drop to the bullpen. Or maybe, I don't know, they'll, they'll get someone to be a spot starter in the uh you know in the the postseason i don't know and neither do you but their pitching staff is seven or eight pitchers deep at this point which is not bad and the fact as we mentioned you have the likes of arenado you have the likes of you know uh uh you know goldschmidt and then you also have you know tommy edmund is a, is has done well for them and you can have, uh, you know, Brendan Donovan has been a productive player for them. Nolan Gorman, who's, I think, nine years old, 
has been a productive player for them. You know, some of the moves they made have not been really great. Corey Dickerson has not exactly uh, blown the roof off the dump. But the rise of Albert Pujols has also made the rest of their lineup more dangerous. Now, you also take a look at the fact that there have been years. Now, look at past Cardinals championships don't really have a bearing on the present. But haven't we seen this script before? The Cardinal team that isn't the best over the 162-game season sneaking in and winning a title. And a couple of those players, Wainwright and Molina, were on one of those teams in 2006. Think of this scenario. The Cardinals having home field advantage in the wildcard series. Who would they face? Some combination of San Diego, Philadelphia, Milwaukee, or Atlanta. Probably won't be Atlanta. Atlanta will probably have the home field in the other wildcard series. So they won't have to face that Braves bullpen, and they wind up facing a potentially flawed team. It really be San Diego, Milwaukee, and Philadelphia, unless Atlanta has an absolute collapse, and they've shown no reason to think they're going to do that. Okay. I pick the Cardinals to win two games against those teams. That's a scenario that is completely doable. Imagine if they win both games, one, two, there's no third game. Then you know you'll be starting either Quintana or Miles Michaelis or Adam Wainwright against either L.A. or New York, which will probably be New York who they'll be facing. So, yeah, you'd probably lose a Max Scherzer game. But keep in mind you'd have a Mets team that might be stale, might be rusty. I don't know the answer to that. But it might be a situation where Jordan Montgomery or Michaelis is going against the Mets three or four starters. Look, at the Mets are very deep in their pitching staff, and they could very well win the World Series. But something about this Cardinal team makes me think that they're not backing down to anybody. Say they get past the Mets. And then you have the Dodgers or the Braves have probably beaten each other to a pulp in a best of five series, which may put them in a situation the way the Giants and the Dodgers were beaten to a pulp by the time they faced the Atlanta Braves. And next thing you know, I take the lineup for the Cardinals against anybody, especially with all the MVP candidates. This is a scenario that's possible. Look me in the eye and tell me it's not. Look me in the eye and tell me that there isn't a weird narrative going on with this Cardinal team. This strange combination of some very young players, some players who seem to have been there since the age of Stan Musial or the Gas House Gang, and superstars that were pried loose from other organizations. Tell me if you're a Met fan or a Dodger fan, you're not horrified of this Cardinal team. Look me in the eye and say that. The last two years, we've had a World Series champion. The champion has not been the team that was the best for 162 games, but the ones who came in flying in the last few months where everything clicked on all cylinders. 
the Nationals were a losing team around Memorial Day, and people were, including me, were talking about firing uh, Martinez as the manager. Instead, they steamrolled their way to the wild card game, beat an injured Milwaukee team, stunned the Dodger team who thought they were going to go to the World Series, took care of the Cardinals, and stunned the Astros. Last year, Atlanta had a losing record at the trade deadline. Some people thought they should have been sellers. They had an unbelievably productive August and September, overtook Philadelphia, overtook the Mets, won the division, and pulled the rug under Milwaukee and L.A., and once again, stunned the Astros. Starting to see a pattern there? This is the type of team the Cardinals are. Not the best over 162 games. Just the best ones starting to coalesce. They're starting to gel. And notice I didn't say start to gel together because things can't gel apart. I have no real dog in this fight. I am not a Cardinal fan, nor am I a Cardinal hater. And... Part of me would like to see a team that hasn't won a World Series recently or relatively recently win it all. But another part of me likes to see superstars winning championships. Goldschmidt and Arenado are superstars. And also, with this great recent run of Cardinal teams, of which Molina, Wainwright, and yes, Pujols were big parts of a lot of those teams, it would be nice to see them ride off into the sunset. I know Cub fans wouldn't like that. I know Brewer fans just all rolled their eyes. But do you know what? It doesn't matter if you roll your eyes. I honestly think this is going to be the fate of this Cardinal team. Did I just curse them? Maybe I did. Maybe I didn't. All right, let's take a look around the league. Uh, as I'm recording this, the Brewers are up 2-0 on L.A. Uh, the White Sox are just pointing a bazooka at their foot as they lost to Kansas City. If they just started playing decently, they could have climbed back into this AL Central race. Instead, they're fading fast. Uh, the Philadelphia Phillies behind Noah Syndergaard. Remember him? He They won 4-1, to one, beating the Cincinnati Reds. Again, the Phillies do a wonderful job beating up bad teams. That's part of the game. Jake Odorizzi pitched well for his new team, the Atlanta Braves. Kenley Jansen, I still think it's strange seeing him in any uniform that is at the Dodgers, but they doubled up the Pirates 2-1. to one. I mentioned that Max Scherzer got a rare loss, and the Yankees have a rare two-game winning streak. You know what? I mean, yes, the Yankees have played very badly recently, and if they lose tomorrow, they still won't have won a series in August, but they're still going to win the division. They're still going to have home field advantage, and they're still going to avoid the wild card round it would not stun me if the yankees dust themselves off in october and say hey fresh start um hey mike trout delivered an rbi single it's so good to see mike trout back playing just because baseball's better when mike trout is playing and uh typical of the angels they got production from mike trout and uh still lost two to one hooray the Minnesota Twins are pulling a Chicago White Sox and shooting themselves in the foot, not just in terms of the American League Central, but also their inability to get back in the wild card race. As uh, Sonny Gray pitched well, but the Rangers won two to one. Matt Moore got the save. Remember him? That's pretty cool. 
Montgomery, of course, threw a one-hit shutout against the Cardinals. I mentioned that. And the uh, Cabrera and the Marlins shut out the A's 3-0. Isn't it funny between you know all the pitching that the Marlins have had, it seems like every other day they're getting a shutout from someone, and yet still that here they are 16 games under 500. I, I don't understand the Marlins. They seem like they should be a lot better than they are, but they're not. They're not. They're not going to win the World Series this year. So bouncing around the league right there, we're going to take a look at what is going to be this upcoming week. And, you know, the the we still have the Subway Series, the final game of the Subway Series being played tomorrow between the, uh, the Mets and the Yankees. Walker against Montas. Uh, that doesn't look good for the Mets, but they uh, for the Yankees, but they didn't. Neither did uh, going up against Scherzer. Suarez is pitching for the Phillies over the Reds. Um, you have Max Freed. Wasn't he supposed to be injured? Max Freed is pitching, and you know, that's good news for the Braves that he's back. Dylan Cease, who's quietly putting together a Cy Young candidate season. I don't much care for the fact that 12 and 5 record, I don't really care about the record, is 2.5. 0-8 ERA is pretty dang good. White Sox and the Orioles are facing off again. Uh, the Giants and the Tigers in a rematch of the 2012 World Series. Carlos Rodon is pitching. He's still there. Uh, Corey Kluber is going for the Rays against the Angels. Uh, the Red Sox and the Blue Jays. Uh, you know, the Blue Jays are holding on to that wildcard spot. The Red Sox... Yeah, it's losing that Little League game where they had a chance to climb back to 500. Uh, that's over. Uh, the D-backs and the Royals in a game that means absolutely nothing except maybe to Miller Thomas. Uh, watch that be the best game of the night. Twins-Astros is an interesting game because the Twins are trying to get back into the playoff spot, and they have to face off against Justin Verlander, who very well, way, little, easy for you to say, it's late. He could win yet another Cy Young Award. Uh, the Rangers and the Rockies. Um, you know, I'm glad that the players in that get to play in a Major League Baseball game. Guardians and Padres. Boy, wouldn't that be a wild World Series? The Padres and the Guardians. Cleveland and San Diego. Two snake-bitten franchises facing off. Uh, Clevenger, former Indian, will be facing off against the Guardians. Uh, the Marlins and the A's are playing in front of nobody. And the Nats and the Mariners, Robbie Ray, is going to try to get a win for the Mariners there. So, interesting day of baseball that will also include, say with it, say it with me, folks, a doubleheader between the Cardinals and the Cubs. Woodford is pitching one game for the Cardinals. Wainwright's pitching the other. Assad and Sampson are pitching for the Cubbies. And the Cardinals are eyeing to inch closer to a central title, and I believe they're going to win it all. Cardinal fans, don't hate me. I'm not trying to jinx them. But you won't be jinxed if you listen to our show. Uh, follow us at Lockdown MLB Pod. Same handle for Instagram. I'm your pal Sully. I'm at Sully Baseball on Twitter, Sully Baseball Podcast on Instagram. Stick in my neck out with a prediction. Mark the date and time. On the 23rd day of August 2022, I'm picking the Cardinals to win the World Series. This has been Locked On MLB. I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully.